Our guest, Anna Maria Larson, has helped numerous senior executives rediscover and fully appreciate their own innate gifts, talents, and passions. Anna Maria is the founder and managing partner of Luminous Partners, LLC, a leadership coaching, executive search, and strategic consulting firm. She started her career as a retained executive search consultant. Her clients include Fortune 500, small and mid-sized companies, nonprofit organizations, and individuals. Anna Maria has provided coaching to executives of all levels. However, her greatest strength is working with senior level executives. Many of her clients have already had stellar achievements throughout their careers, yet are seeking a new direction, personal fulfillment, or perhaps a capstone opportunity to achieve a personal objective. She feels as if coaching is very personal and her unique style and approach are derived from a lifetime of unique experiences. Anna Maria holds a bachelor's degree from Trinity University in Washington, D.C., as well as a certificate in organizational leadership and not-for-profit management from Harvard University. Additionally, she holds a postgraduate certification in leadership coaching from Georgetown University and is credentialed by the International Coaching Federation. Thank you for joining us today on this special edition of Leader to Leader. Welcome, Anna Maria Larson. Thanks for being with us today. I really have to say that the culture in the College of Business has shifted and I can feel it. And I'm hoping that others, all of our stakeholders, the outside stakeholders, the students, the faculty are beginning to see this shift or feel, I should, it's hard to see it, to feel this shift into kindness because of our Dean, Rick Fountain is very kind and he's very kind with words. He's very kind in hard times. Anna Maria, I would really like for you to help us understand what that means, how you see that and how best, I'll use the word implement. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but can we talk about a little bit about our second episode here about kindness? Boy, Allie, uh, what a great word, mm-hmm. kindness, to focus on today. Kindness, especially during these last X number of months that the world has faced this pandemic, the simultaneous impact of economic stress and a thorough recognition of the dynamic changes taking place on the planet. And what I have noticed, and I suspect many of our listeners, has been this outpouring of a sensitivity towards kindness. Mm. So the subject is really beautiful because I do believe that the source of kindness comes from this concept that we discussed in our last podcast Mm -hmm. called presence. That centeredness, that space, that ability to be detached and feel that we need to control the external world to acknowledge what it is. Hmm. Now I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. Okay. And suggest that 
kindness can be like any of these concepts, any of these virtues of goodness, kindness, respect, sort of like an onion. And we know that when you set out to peel an onion, there are many, many layers. Mm -hmm. I might add, I don't know about you, but when I cut an onion, I cry right. as right. I peel back the skin. Okay, right. that's a metaphor. We'll just leave that alone right. for the time being. But from the external point of view, kindness is a concept. And you can read in books that if you're kind, that you're going to get a lot more out of it. Uh, and you can manipulate people. That's one aspect. And of course, I'm exaggerating. Hmm. But there's some truth to that. Right. But the real source of kindness, if you keep working at it, because it is an energy that is emanated from the heart, mm -hmm. is anchored in this heart. Mm. And I love this conversation because as I speak time and time again and work with many of my clients and groups of people, true kindness starts with self-love. Mm. Now, we've all heard the, the golden rule, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm -hmm. How many times do we love our neighbor as we, we love ourselves, so to speak, and our teeth are clenched tight? Mm. We feel guilty if we don't do it. Mm -hmm. We feel like we don't have a choice because we have to live by the golden rule. Hmm. As reflection back to us, the truth is, it's a reflection that we don't really love ourselves. Uh -huh. So that for me, and the work that I do, is this acknowledgement to begin to love ourselves more. To acknowledge compassion towards ourselves when we make a mistake or that we end up not being as kind as we would have liked to with somebody else. Right. Or we're perfectionists and we judge ourselves. We're critical, that little voice right. in our head saying, you could have done that better. Why didn't you do this? If you had just gotten up earlier, if you just worked harder, it all builds up within us and it thickens the skin towards loving ourselves. Huh. So, so getting back to this onion and kindness, if when we practice kindness, to reflect back onto ourselves, am I that kind to myself? And how can I be kinder to me so that I connect to other people and understand where they are coming from and this kindness is genuine and authentic. And that's the ultimate goal, in my opinion. Right, the authentic side of it. And while you're talking about this, and we talked about presence in our last episode, you gave us some great tips on how to strengthen that within ourselves. I asked about kindness, but really it comes down to the self-love. When you said your skin gets thickened, my question is for those that are listening, especially younger, let's say some of our students, I look at you and say, you work with top executives 
you coach top executives in what we're talking about here, I would imagine it's similar conversations. And, you know, my, my real question is, gosh, you would think that those top executives would already know this and they wouldn't have that negative thought spinning in their head and they would have thicker skin is what I was thinking. But how, I guess we all want a magic pill. We all want to be able to swallow this pill and to say, we're going to be kinder to others. We're going to be kinder to ourselves. When does that happen? So if, and I'm kind of talking in circles now, is if I'm a young 21, 22, 23-year-old listening to this and you go, oh, self-love, I have self-love, you get along the way, can you strengthen this? Can you be aware of it? Or do you believe that you just have it? Wow, that's a very packed <laughs> question, Allie. <laughs> I believe that this concept of self-love can be understood in many, many different stages or layers as an onion. Mm-hmm. So go back to the onion. We peel off the first one. And I remember in my younger years, well, of course I love myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. And that voice, for the best of where I was in my point of evolution as a young person, was not necessarily my authentic voice because Mm -hmm. I'd already merged into the external world, making sure that I got really good grades, Mm -hmm. especially as a woman. Right. And in my time, Mm -hmm. you know, X number of decades ago with the women's movement. Mm -hmm. And so it was more a a heady kind of a thing. It was a head conversation. And I thought, I got that one down pat. I'll just keep moving along. Mm -hmm. And I behaved with others the same way. And I was treating others in retrospect, totally unaware Mm. now because I was a young person, that I was treating them the way I would treat myself. Hmm. So if I was critical, what I saw was criticism in them, Mm. and I would swallow it, accept it, and move on. But I had my judgments, Uh and I had my viewpoints, and I'm better than them, and I don't know what they're talking about. Their thoughts are not my thoughts. We're not in agreement. And Mm -hmm. I don't understand why he or she or that group or this group or whatever doesn't see the world the way I see it, because certainly I have all the answers. (laughs) And I know. (laughs) (laughs) We all catch ourselves doing that even in this moment, don't we? And I would suggest that is part of the human condition. (laughs) And it's all good. (laughs) And we, one of the things when you practice presence is you begin to really laugh at yourself mm-hmm. and catch yourself to, that's right yeah and have compassion for yourself and begin to see that connectivity compassion right. and then kindness towards others so it's it's a journey of self-love so you start the onion peel with the brown light skin at the end and then we put the onion to the side and we kind of live there for a while And then through experience, maybe we got worse. Maybe our habits got so horrible. And as we spoke about in the last podcast, 
there's a crisis, there's a breakdown, there's a recognition of incredible stress. Could be a health crisis, could be a relationship, mm. could be anything, a financial, or just a waking up that every day you're pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say this, but typically that's what evokes change. Mm-hmm. And that's what begins to have you ask the questions. Right. And gratefully, uh, we are surrounded in a world that there's lots of support, help, love, recognition of love, Mm -hmm. uh, that little by little we begin to unpeel that onion. And to your point from last week, these are choices that you make. Mm -hmm. We typically live uh, our lives from habits. Mm -hmm. from quick judgments, quick reactions, Mm -hmm. and we build on them and we practice them very well. Mm -hmm. Once you make a choice that you'd like to do it differently, Mm -hmm. it's not a difficult journey. The difficulty is remembering to practice awareness. Mm -hmm. It's remembering to stop. That's all it takes Mm -hmm. because it'll undo itself, so to speak. Right. It is this practice of lightheartedness mm-hmm. and to remember that we are all human. Right. And we embrace ourselves as we would a small child. I remember I was working with a wonderful, well, all my clients are wonderful. I feel very privileged and lucky. And he was sharing with me about his little girl. And we were talking about self-criticism and self-love. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, uh, well, what happens when she falls and she skins her knee and she cries? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, I, I reach out to her. I pick her up. Mm-hmm. I love her. I calm her. I said, do you judge her for falling down and skinning her knee? Huh. No, of course not. Do you uh, blame her for crying too much that she got to suck it up? Well, no, not at all. I said, then why don't you do that with yourself? Mm. Yeah. And so what I would say is, why don't we do it with ourselves? Right. And it's not a judgment. It's because we're not used to it. Right. We are not very good at recognizing our humanity and our wholeness. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, all it is, is awareness, self-forgiveness, love, and seeing the other person. In more and more self-love, you mm-hmm. see others and more able to be present. And as we said in the last podcast, give the present. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of authenticity mm-hmm. and acceptance. And it's energetic as well as verbal. And I think that it's it's funny because when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking as you're going and I'm I'm trying to be there with you, but of course your mind kind of goes, well, hmm. And my hmm right now is, you know, there are just so many books out there. There are so many people that have been in leadership positions that, and this is not to dismiss it at all. It's just to say, you know, there's a book in everybody, 
and they make it as easy as do these top 10 things, which is great. That's a great thing. Again, habit, yeah, habit of the mind or whatever for X amount of days if you do it X amount of time. But here's what I'm hearing you say in a context of saying it to explaining it to somebody that will be graduating that is new to the workforce. And I think we all were there with the ego and, and all of that at that time was that this truly is a journey. And those that are in CEO positions or CEO or top, top positions that can help organizations shift the culture into more of this kindness, it has taken a while for those people to understand that that's really what they're working on on a daily basis. It is not something that you can do on a checklist, oh, I've done it today. I wrote myself a letter of self-love today. Well, that may be one of your tasks that help you get there and help you get present. However, it really is that journey that we ebb and flow in and out of throughout our life. And some of us lose it. <laughs> some of us really lose it. But some of us lose it when we get competitive in the workforce or whatever it may be. When really, I think, in my humble opinion, I would say, is uh, the workforce does not embrace this idea of working on self-love and, and mostly for us. Uh, to be wrong, or I'm thinking if I'm in an organization, I do something wrong and my project fails, well, I could be fired, right? Instead of going, okay, let's learn from it and let's move on if we can, expectations. But what I'm hearing through this and to bring you around is it's not a one, two, three easy thing. But every single time that we go too far, we can go back to the stop right? And we can come back in and remember our habits that we've used for the self-love and get situated right back to being aware of, being the conscious of what we're doing. So I'm not sure, and I'm going to throw the ball back to you to wrap it up to say, would you say that is good? Again, coming from you, what can we do to strengthen this to be kind and to reposition how we look at kindness. So, Ali, I could not have articulated what you said any better. That was just perfect. We are human. The more we become aware of when we are operating out of our true self and we recognize when we're in that space, when we are operating out of our external self, the more the internal self will become the habit automatically. Mm-hmm. I like to say that we shift just as you do, just so beautifully have done. Most especially when we're faced with a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. How many times that you're faced with a stress, a deadline, that you step into the external self and 
you fall into all of the bad habits of judgment, complaining, mm. you can feel the stress in your body, you're reactive, you're pushed, you're pushing others on your team mm. without any sense of kindness or uh, self-reflection. Hey, that's normal. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with habits mm -hmm. because habits help us live on the planet. If we didn't learn as a small child to keep our hand away from a hot surface, uh -huh. right. we'd be doing that up until today <laughs> because we need habits to serve. Same thing with a red light when you're driving. Uh -huh. uh, so there are lots of awesome habits. Uh -huh. Some of the habits we develop when we're younger and um, all of us to help us what we thought would get us ahead or to gain approval or to master a skill overtook its power within us. And so as we get older, breaking those habits or at least being aware of them and recognizing them and choosing to do them better is really lifelong work. Right. But I fall off the wagon <laughs> and I laugh at myself and I dust my knees off and my the dirt on my elbows and patch up some <laughs> bruises because I really know how to fall off the wagon. And I climb back on with a smile on my face and say, I celebrate being human. It's part of the human journey. Yeah, right. I think with that being said, my visuals, absolutely. And I do kind of, I'm laughing with you because, <laughs> you know, in my mid fifties to say, as I said, it gets competitive, right? So we're talking about different times. We all have our different journeys, but going up the corporate ladder and you can't forget about your timing and what could be. And I wish I would have, I wish I could have done better because it's over and done with it's behind us. So what's going on right now and forward to wrap it up. How would you say, cause I asked you this in the presence, the one thing that we can do to practice this over the next few days, what would you say? I would suggest that a very courageous practice would be is that when we catch ourselves in the automatic mode of judging others in particular, that we think about that individual or group of people as a mirror towards ourselves. Where is that within ourselves? Because what we see out there is a function of our brain and how we see the world from the external point of view. But it is a reflection of our own opinions about ourselves. Mm. Mm. Same thing, the more we love ourselves, mm -hmm. we will begin to see acceptance, greater patience, better listening in others, because we are feeling that about ourselves is the reflection back. Mm. It's a tough one. Let's see where everybody goes with it. And so we're going to, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. And I would love to get some responses to how it works. Maybe we'll put together a little exercise sheet for everybody and which includes a reflection. That would be kind of fun. 
So we, we're concluding. Thank you very much for your time and your insights. And this has just been wonderful. It's a different way, definitely, of diving into organizational work as far as how organizations work together because they're really made up of individuals. So Absolutely, Allie. And Thank you so time. much for this opportunity. You bet. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next episode.